That's the rhema word of God today, brother. Very, very prophetic. Gird thy loins into thy stomach, O mighty warrior, so thy don't become disemboweled, saith Herod. <laughs> the dead doth talk. I do not suffer the dead to talk in my churches. <laughs> Getting really legalistic like the Apostle Paul around here. Come on, guys, no necromancing back there. Joel's Bar, where the animal comes to die. Some animals come happily. Some animals come clappily. Some animals come mad. Other animals come sad. No matter what happens, the animal's all bad. <laughs> and the fire of God is all glad! Woo! Just yell at your neighbor, fire's gonna win against you! I believe it. I believe in the fire of God and nothing else. Oh boy, we have seen it all in the fall. And there is nothing new under the sun. So it's time to have some fun in the glory. <laughs> Shaba. Revelations of divine love, revelations of fire. I make my ministers just gentle, breezy water that people can splash on themselves when they choose at will. They can turn it on like a water faucet because my false Holy Spirit is a gentleman. On and off, on and off. On and off, on and off. Not too much on. You're hurting the animal now. How about we get to a place where we just kill the thing and then keep killing it constantly because that's why we have a cross. The Bible says that no one can be my disciple unless they take up their cross, which is a torture instrument, instrument of death for the Adamic heart and the Eve heart. You gotta say Eve nowadays because people identify as male and female. Back in the old days, they just identified as man. It's true. There wasn't even a differentiation in the Bible. And so nowadays we're like different and we're like male and female and we're uh, different types of animals and we're different independent states of being and it's like hybrid selfishness. And so even though we don't have the biblical understanding of the prophets and the Holy Spirit who inspired them, 
the fire of God is going to bring us back into that place of a biblical interpretation of the scriptures without confusion, without control, without sin, without death, without fear, without Satan. And you're just going to be in the glory fire and know that the glory fire is good and the glory fire is God and the glory fire is love. See, a lot of people think that the fire is unloving because it's attacking the heart. Sword of the Spirit, the flashing fire of the Garden of Eden. So fire is a sword of the Word of God that for those that want the circumcision of the heart, well, listen, guys, you get your heart and your spirit regenerated, you signed up for the fire. You signed up for God, not just a little trickle of God, not just a little bit of God, but like really who he is. Our God is an all-consuming fire. You don't get to pick and choose the parts of God that are okay for you. I know during the church age you did and died in the wilderness. You're not in the church age anymore. You don't have a will and you don't have any rights. Joe Biden said publicly today that the Second Amendment doesn't mean you have a right to bear arms, and it doesn't even mean you have any other rights either. And we, even though he's a lying demon, and everyone who backs him up is a Luciferian piece of crap that needs to be sent into eternal damnation in the lake of fire, he's got a point. And the point is, Heavenly Jerusalem is a place where the animal or the Christian or the disciple or the believer of Jesus Christ has lost their will and their rights to the fire of divine love in a place of trusting God's fire to go higher out of the control of their brain where they're mentally insane. We have been in an animal form of godliness that, that has denied the power of the fire. The fire is not optional. The fire is the only way you even understand the gospel. Now, I've been in this thing a long time, y'all, in the glory fire, a long, long time. Most Christians completely and totally object the fire of God and they want self-preservation of their hearts against the very fire of divine love. The majority of believers, not the minority, the majority, in fact, everyone at first, when we're younger in the Lord because we don't understand what fire is, the glory, the glory to glory, is the baptism of fire. Ever-increasing glory means eternal fire begins after the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. If you settle for the baptism of the Spirit and reject the fire, you still get the devil on the earth. Pentecostals have hard, difficult lives. The baptism of the Spirit is not the promised land. The baptism of the Spirit is for the wilderness. The baptism of fire is the promised land because it's the total annihilation of the Adamic and Eve nature that's recorded in the blood of your beating hearts, which is the preservation of your life. I saw a vision today as I, I was at breakfast and I saw everyone's heart as an hourglass. Woo! When children are born of the flesh, there's a little hourglass in that little baby's heart. It's time for y'all to deal with reality. There's an hourglass in the heart. It's a baby heart, 
It could be a 25-year-old person's heart. It could be a 45. It could be a 75. It gets a little more real when you're in your 70s. When you're in your 80s. That you have an hourglass in your heart, but it's still sand in the hourglass with the potential possibility of the fire of his glory dissolving sand and turning it into a sea of glass to begin eternity in this life is available. The teaching of the sons of God and the arch sons of God are telling you how your hearts can dissolve like Jesus Christ on the cross. It's true love. It's true love. Any objection to that reality is a preservation of the heart and is punishable by death, the death of the cross. The cross will take out everyone, guys. Jesus Christ, what does the Bible say? This child is appointed for the rise and fall of many nations. The rise and not just rise. We like the rise part. But then, oh, the fall. That's what the Bible says now. The fall. Jesus Christ is appointed for the falling of nations. My nation has fallen. Do you understand that? My heart has fallen. My nation, my ethnicity, my bloodlines have fallen by the cross into my spirit. So I have a different identity that's not of the human nature. Am I perfected in it? No. But I'm getting there. And I'm teaching on the level of perfection that's formed in my angel by the dissolving and the fall of my human nation, which is my bloodlines. A cord of three strands not easily broken, which means if you dissolve the third strand into the two strands of your mother and father in your heart, that hourglass in your beating heart turns into the sea of glass. That is the metamorphosis of the Christian. Come on now. We're teaching about eternal life. Who can find eternal life? Who can find everlasting life? Only he that rejects his temporal life. Anyone who clings to their hourglass has rejected the fire of the sea of glass. Do you see it's the sands of time? Sands of time is the hourglass inside human hearts, God's timeline. And you're in God's plan. And it's sovereign. Whether you rise or fall, it don't even matter. God will always be God, and it's not dependent on us. You're not God's little helpers, like elves in the North Pole. What you can do is make room for the glory in your heart and melt your hearts for God to take possession through yielded vessels. God does not need you. God loves you. His love is the fire that changes you. Can you receive change tonight? That's the only thing that heaven is asking you. Can you give your heart to the fire when you don't understand what it is? You know, you're in Babylon the Great like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego with the wonderful fourth man in the fire. You don't even have a choice. You got to get this now. Babylon forced them into the fire. In the Bible, Book of Daniel, you are in a greater version of Babylon. That was a type and shadow for our prophetic wisdom today. Twelve chapters of Daniel. You need to understand Daniel 
to understand the dissolving of Nebuchadnezzar, Satan, making himself God, the golden image, the preservation of the self that gets totally annihilated by Daniel's river of fire in Daniel 7, the seven spirits of God of Jesus Christ that Daniel saw. Daniel met with the archangel Michael at the river and then saw the river of fire. There's a river in the natural. There's a river in the supernatural. And they were both working for the demolition of the world system of his day. Prophet Daniel has a huge part in the justice scales that are going against the sneaky, slimy serpents of the second heavens. If anyone gets into the heavens except through the sheep gate, they are a thief and a robber, Jesus Christ says in the red letters. These sneaky, slimy, serpent-class, economic demon spirits and sorcerer spirits, they're not just economic spirits, they're also majorly political spirits. Pharmacia, pharmacia, spirits, all these demon spirits that weasel their way into the high places of the universe illegally apart from the cross. Now we all try to get up into heaven and rapture and crapture and drink and be drunk apart from the cross. We all get into foolishness when we're young in the Lord. That's part of the process of growing up is making a huge mess. It's not going to be clean. I've never seen it clean except through Jesus because he was born weos. So the Bible teaches he was born a mature son because he didn't have a sinful nature because he was born of the Holy Spirit physically. You have a sinful nature, so you're guaranteed going to make a mess. But the priests are what clean up the mess. The temple is a place of slaughtering the animal and the animal is our souls. And it's just a huge mess every single day in the fire of God. God's used to it. He's not surprised by anything in your hearts. The bitterness doesn't surprise him. The anger, the frustration, the selfishness, the sin nature, any elevation, any place you go, any dimension, none of it is shocking to God. Being like, oh man, we haven't seen that reaction to the fire of God before. Nothing new under the fire. Nothing new under the fire. In fact, the mature priests have already seen it thousands and thousands of times, and there's no special formula for your situation. People come into the fire every day. I get 10, 20, 30 messages of people saying, I'm just so messed up. Help, I need the fire. I need this, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you are in the normal baptism of fire that will clean your mess up. Just don't focus on the mess. Focus on the fire. Jesus is fire. If you look at yourself in your mess, you just are always discouraged. If you look at the fire, it will burn you out and it will burn you up. And it does get cleaner and brighter because your spirit bears the image of God because you do believe in Jesus. None of the soul believes in Jesus. The soul is total unbelief. The soul pretends to be a believer, but it's the copycat of the spirit. It's the pretender. It's the hypocrite. It's the play actor. It's the Pharisee. All of us have a pharisaical nature. You have to put the pharisaical nature of the soul to the sword. Say, I'm putting my Pharisee to the sword. I'm putting my Pharisee to the sword. Yes. This is the dying to the pride of the soul. The soul is an imitation of the spirit. Everything false is in the soul. Everything true is in the Holy Spirit. First John, the Holy Spirit is the truth in Jesus name. Amen. And the Holy Spirit and your spirit are in union from birth. So 
so you're not alone in dealing with the mess of your soul. You're in covenant, but the covenant is a spirit covenant underneath the soul innermost being not the most being not the soul being the spirit being the innermost being john 7 38 it is written and the word of god the sword or the sacrificial dagger of the high priest of the melchizedek order of fire which is divine love is the sword of the spirit the word of god that divides the soul from the spirit hebrews 4 12 it is written so we attack our souls together on a mission to incinerate our hearts. Your mind shares in the amount of glory. The knowledge of the glory only comes through the burning and the circumcising of the heart. Romans 2, it is written. This is all biblical, normal Christianity. It's just being experienced by young Christians for the first time and they always freak out. It's like an animal saying, really, I'm the sacrifice? <laughs> yes, we are the burnt offering, the living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. So the brain doesn't comprehend the things of the spirit. They're only spiritually discerned through actual experiences. You have to experience this stuff. The Apostle Paul says, having experienced it, which is far greater than mere knowledge without experience. Mere knowledge, which is the animal's idea of how they can cling and retain to control. They don't even mean to half the time. That's why they get so frustrated. It's just the human freaking nature. Or as they say, it's the nature of the beast. It's the nature of the beast. You know, the beast is a wonderful burnt offering. That's when you really begin to enjoy the natural realm. Like nobody had more fun on earth than Jesus in the flesh every day. He had his fun in his childhood. He had fun in Egypt, running from the Mad King Herod, committing abortion in all the land. He had fun going back into Nazareth. Jesus didn't have a dull day. Every day was fun. It's true. You're not meant to have boring, dull days. You're in the wrong spirit. You got the religious spirit that rejects the fire. The religious spirit is the spirit you come into covenant with in the wilderness of your soul that says no to the fire and keeps you stuck in yourself where, where there is no fire in self it's the animal saying i guess the animal lives and you go farther and farther from the altar of fire before the father's throne so if you want to repent and return to the high place you only get into heaven through the sheep gate to the father which is the cross of his fire it's totally glorified you don't get a crown of thorns you don't get nails in your hands you get fire in your animal which is the glorification of the passion of christ the prophetic understanding of the works of Jesus applied to your souls through faith. You're not piercing your hands to two by fours from Home Depot. You're not going out your backyard putting thorns and thistles on your freaking heads and wearing thorn hats. Come on, this is prophecy. This is faith. You're in the new covenant. Jesus literally did it all. Now it's applied to you by the Holy Spirit, the word of God and fire. And the fire is when it gets really real and you begin to realize what Jesus did for you actually through experience. And it's far beyond anything you could ever imagine. The glory he's prepared for you. The glory realm is perfected and nothing we do can affect it. The glory realm is perfect. 
It cannot be more perfecter by your faith and obedience. You ain't adding anything to the glory. God is the glory. You're getting into God and getting out of self by realizing he already perfected it. The whole way is perfected. The ascension is perfected. The glorification is perfected. The realm of the firmament of the third heaven is perfected. The realm of Zion and the heavenly Jerusalem is perfected. You're not a helper. You're the offering. You're the burnt sacrifice. All you got to do is get burnt up in the fire and it carries you up into places that are already finished for you. It's already finished. It's true. So you got to get over self and works and trying and striving and all that weird stuff that the demon tempts you in in religion in the wilderness trying to get you frustrated because I really am trying to be a good boy and a good girl. Good boys and good girls don't inherit the kingdom. No, that's not how it works. The burnt boys and the burnt girls inherit the kingdom. You got to burn them on an altar. Ask Isaac, amen? He has prepared an altar for your animal heart. Gee whiz, that really brings me down. You're already down on the earth dimension. You can't be brought down any lower than being from the earth. That is the low place. That's the valley of the shadow of death. You can't be any lower than a human being. You can't go lower than that. It's the lowest of the low. You already got that because you've been born human. Now you're born again which is the potential possibility to totally incinerate your human nature from the inside out in the radiance of his glory fire. <laughs> to say, in the radiance of his glory fire. In my spirit, I'm going to burn out my heart. Jesus' heart dissolved on the cross. That's when death was defeated, when his heart melted. When is death defeated in the believer? When your heart is dissolved and melted, not in the way that you think like surgically, not painfully, but gloriously by divine love. It's an act of love that dissolves the human nature, but you can't find it and operate in it if you value your human nature. If you cling and value your human life, you will forsake the divine life completely because you're holding on and clinging to your heart. That hourglass. This is my time on earth. These are my 20s. I can be a slut in college if I want to. I can be a total idiot in my teens if I want to. This is my little hourglass. And they go and they start whoring themselves out to demons, filling themselves with drugs, alcohol, STDs, every other stupid sin that destroys the soul because they're looking at the hourglass. Now, the Bible says if all we have is an hourglass in our heart, eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. That's what the Apostle Paul says in the Bible. If all you have is the beating heart, and the blood of your time on earth, which is just an hourglass of vapor, is what the psalmist calls it. If that's all you have is an hourglass, eat, drink, be merry, for tomorrow you die. That's what the Bible says. If you are faithless, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow you die. But faith is understanding the process of having already entered the eternal dimension of glory and beginning the eternal fire of the baptism of his glory that begins you in the eternal realm of the eternity of the eternities through the dissolving of the heart. This is 
the exceedingly abundant value of the baptism of fire. You cannot overemphasize the value of dissolving the hourglass. This is how you begin to walk in the glory realm when you're four years old, when you're 10 years old, when you're 15 years old. Instead of sinning into your soul, you actually melt your heart. You know, the baptism of fire isn't supposed to be when you're like this super mature person in your 40s and having suffered in the wilderness for 20 years. That ain't, no, the Bible says the future generation will be grown up in Zion which means they'll be in the, their angel spirit from birth. We're going to completely conquer the curse of the fall so you're not born with an hourglass. You're born on the sea of glass. Hourglass, temporal, earthly. Sea of glass, eternal, the heavenly. Jesus Christ of Nazareth said in John chapter 3, you are of the heavenly kind now when you're born again of the above heavenly of the sea of glass. What is glass? The dissolving of the sand in the hourglass of the human blood in your beating hearts. Every animal can understand that because you know you have blood in your heart. You can lay hands on your heart. You don't even need faith for that. I have a heart and my heart is a time bomb ticking when I'm born of flesh. Some people die when they're eight years old. Some people die when they're four. Some people die when they're 16. You see child death all the time. You gotta get this now and understand the hourglass so that you're not delusional. And then understand the value of the fire of God that can preserve the heart from the mother's womb. You need to start the fire from conception. Otherwise, they'll go into delusion thinking all they have is this little timepiece. That's why they get into rebellion in their teens because you didn't give them the knowledge of the glory, which is the knowledge of the fire, as an option to live a divine life. If this was taught accurately, because it's in the Bible, people would not rebel so far away from God. They would live in the divine eternal dimension from birth. Well, in the future generation, in the kingdom age that we're pioneering, everyone's going to be taught these things. And there's time to repair all the mistakes you've already made. I redeem the times, the Bible says. I restore the times. Everything the worm, think of it like a sandworm from Dune. Think of it as a sandworm from Mandalorian. They have to fight the giant dragon and the dragon's in the sand. Yeah, they call it the great dragon. Mandalorian, watch it. It's one of the most prophetic shows ever released. It really is. There's so much prophecy because of heavenly Jerusalem just raining fire through all flesh that you should be able to glean prophetic wisdom from every detail in the whole earth. Everything. Everything is prophesying. Not to wrap your brain about it and put it in sand. Put it in your spirit. Put it into fire. Put it in your angel. Your angel's got to get smarter. Because we've already capped out the animal. The animal's limitations are brought about when they're like five, four or five years old. They can tell if a kid's a genius when they're preschool. Hello? Yeah. So by the time you're 12, 13, they know if you're dumb or smart. 
<laughs> well, I tell you what, you get a new start when you're born again in your spirit. And the human beings, the geniuses that rule this world, like the CIA, they can't even calculate that level of intelligence. But they've given Bob Jones a direct line to NASA. They've given Bobby Connor a direct line to the CIA, realizing you have spiritual genius. And they understand that's a gifting in the human spirit. It's not all bad out there, guys. Don't let the conspiracy theories mess up your minds. There's a lot of bad out there, and we deal with it because we're the army of God. So we have to deal with the enemies of God, militarily-wise, with fire. From heavenly Jerusalem, from the place of victory. Not warring for victory, warring from victory. The victory of the cross, which is in us. You have the cross in your spirit. You're born of that wood that can't decay. The wood of Song of Solomon. There's wood in Song of Solomon that you're born of. You know, and people are so messed up. They're like, wood, that's the name for penis for having sex. See, that's why you got to get your mind renewed. People are so messed up from perversion. You can't even teach revelation and prophecy without manifesting some kind of sickness. People are sick. They start getting into perverse speech in their teens and they haven't sanctified their soul. But prophecy sanctifies your soul. So you can say these things and actually go directly into these redeemed dimensions at the word. There are people with pure hearts when the prophetic word goes forth, they're in constant visions, the whole sermon. When Jesus spoke, because he's pure spirit and his flesh and his brain were clear, because there was no sin in him, he never sinned, he never lied, he never exaggerated, he always just loved unconditionally, he broke all the Levitical laws because the fire is wild, the fire sets the order, the law of love is what it's all about. So in their Levitical minds, and their parasitical minds, he was doing everything wrong, but it was all about love, it was all about obedience to the fire. He's a firewalker, boots of burnished bronze. He walked on fiery stones every day for 33 years. He never missed a, sto a stone. You understand that? The path, the way of the Lord, the walk of life. He missed, he never missed the mark of any step in his body. And it's not looking at the ground. I wonder if I step on a crack and break Sally's back. Hopscotch paranoia, because we're in the brain instead of the spirit. Listen, man, he's in your spirit. He is the path of fire. And you will mess up a righteous man falls seven times because of your DNA. And you don't know the way. He is the way. The fire is the way. It's clear, and you can keep it simple when we're stupid by understanding the cross. We have to. There are times when the fire will be so strong of the blood and the, and the smoke and the fire, blood, smoke, and billows of fire, all those things of Joel, which is the burning of the human beast, the burning of the flesh, the burning of the brain, the burning of the blood. There'll be so much oil and so much fire that you just get smoked out in your brain. And you're just, here's the anchor throughout the smoking. Master Potter, how do you make a clay vessel? You have to put it into the black smoke. He dwells upon the black mountain and the black smoke. Psalms 18, it's the place of victory over all your enemies when you go into the kiln of the Master Potter. When you don't value your heart, your mind, your soul, your flesh at all, you value God and the process of burning it all up from the heart. If you burn the heart, the brain is automatic. If you resist in the heart, you try to do it in your brain, you'll be false your whole life. You'll be fake your whole life. You'll never know the glory. You'll die and go to hell. And you thought you were right with God your whole life. You, you want to make sure you got the real deal. When Elijah received Elijah's mantle and that bull hide fell from heaven and the whirlwind of fire when, when he went up, first thing he did was 
Smack the waters, make sure it parts. You want to test what you get from God as God from God right away so it's not fake. You want to test it. Test everything from God. That's what the Bible prescribes. Test it in fire. Test it on a street level. Does it work against the beast? Does it work against that beast? Does it work against gangsters? Does it work against demons, devils? Does it work against sorcerers? Does it work against witches? Does it work against snitches? Does it work against bitches? Does it work? It works. It works in every realm. When you get the real fire, every animal notices. They'll look at you. Like paint it black, like Mick Jagger. They, when I look at them, they quickly look away. What is that? It's death. It's the cross. I don't want to die. Or they're looking into it and they're drawn to the light. Some are drawn away and they quickly flinch and look away. They're reacting to the angelic dimension that you're carrying as temples of the Holy Ghost. Don't need to be paranoid about it. You're spirit beings. You live in the spirit world constantly, usually in darkness because we don't want to face reality. The fire makes you face reality, not from the loser's perspective, Satan and his angels, but from the victor's circle of heavenly Jerusalem of Jesus Christ's perspective in the fire. Now, fire and glory are the same thing. Different manifestations. You could say, oh, technicality, Shekinah, Ash, Yahweh, Ash, Shekinah, Hebrew, whatever. But I'm telling you, the baptism of fire is the beginning of going from glory to glory. And it begins by simply your spirit beginning the battle. In the down payment of the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues, you haven't even be, you can't win from that perspective. You're in the wilderness. That is an incentive, the Bible says, a down payment of a future fire. It's a progressive baptism. Three baptisms clearly taught in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We'll read the one from Matthew 3:11. I indeed, John the Baptist speaking, baptize you in and with water because of repentance. That is because of your changing of your minds for the better. Heartily amending your ways. I like that. Heartily. Oh, yes. Even the water baptism is with the heart, amending your ways, that you have a sincere heart that you are done in your heart with any other way in this earth except the way of Jesus Christ. Be baptized in water, all of you, with the understanding. And it is a spiritual process as well. It's not just physical. If you've not been baptized in water, you need to be. If you've not been baptized in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues, you need to be. But I tell you what, something better than tongues and the Pentecostal baptism is here. It's the baptism of the glory realm. It's truly the entrance into the glory to live there, the promised land that's in this world for our physical souls to have a perfect life. Hallelujah. You're not going to have troubles in this world much longer. Once we open this up and clear out all the demons in our hearts and minds and all the birds, beasts, and reptiles in the 33 degrees of our Adamic souls just get incinerated because we pay the price of giving up all the realm of the dead for the realm of the living, the realm of fire. You're going to be sealed in heavenly Jerusalem. You're not going to have problems anymore. 
You're not going to have financial worries. You're not going to have sickness and disease. You're not going to have sin. You won't have a sin nature. The sin nature is progressively getting burned out of you by the baptism of fire from glory, one degree of fire to another degree of fire by the Spirit who is the Lord. This is the fulfillment of 2 Corinthians 3.18 for the secret stairway in the sky to ascend into the angelic sphere and rule from the mid-heavens in the heavenly Jerusalem. Amen. And you'll be able to go up into the third heaven too. But this is the conquering of the heavens where the slimy, greasy red dragon has been stealing our mystic dimension. The mystic realm is what Bob Jones called the second heavens. It's the mystic realm. He also said it's the place of the second heavens, the place of demons. Well, where do you think the armies of God need to war? Where the demons are? Wrestling, the Apostle Paul says, wrestling principalities in heavenly places. Clearly, they're not in the third heaven. Enoch says there are seven heavens, and it's the truth anyhow. The second heavens is the place of the demonic government. This is where you shake celestial wickedness. This is the place of the fallen archangels of the mountaintops of the seven mountains, which are the imprisonment of all the 200 million fallen angels. And they're all named. And he is the name that's above every name. It's not a place to be paranoid or worried about the enemy. It's a place of realizing the victories of Christ over and above and through all spiritual wickedness in all heavenly places. But the fire alone through the cross, not just in mere teaching. I can teach you this stuff, but it has to be mixed with faith. Not hearers only but doers, which means you have to sacrifice your heart. And it's not just about listening. And we got a lot of people that are doers and they do it in the soul, but you have to do it in the spirit. God is spirit. That's why lay hands on your belly and incinerate your heart. Then you begin to expose all the kingdom of hell out of all the uncircumcised hearts. My heart, your heart, everyone's heart, children's hearts. You'll be driving demons out of infants. What a cute little boy. <laughs> Amen. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's a wonderful thing to drive the Adamic curse of the fall out of human hearts with fire. I mean, that's how you defeat death. It's the melting of the hourglass of sands and time inside every human being's heart. When you do that, you loose the rivers of, of fire, which ends Babylon the Great. The types and shadows of Daniel 7 was the visualization of the external realm of fire. That's the old covenant. The new covenant is now the river of fire must be seen by my mind in me. And when you see it in you, now you wage war against Nebuchadnezzar, the beast, the golden image, all those symbolic things. You are doing it now inside your own soul. You're killing it in your own soul. If you apply it to your own heart, you will see the victories of Christ manifest materialized all around you in a physical manifest glory cloud see if you're not god inside minded you're not in the new covenant you're trying to do it on the outside you're beating against the wind it's called profane strange fire trying to fix this stuff fix the fall on the outside is vanity which is called beating against the wind it's what the bible describes a person who's bewitched are religious or under the power of the evil one is they're trying to fix everything on the outside working by the sweat of the brow doing all this stuff and it's it's good to work and it's good to sweat i go into the sauna and sweat every day okay you need wisdom man wisdom 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 
Okay, it doesn't mean you get to be a lazy bum like my cat spider and sit on the frickin' beanbag eight hours a day and sleep in the glory of God. That's spider's calling in life. That's not your calling. That's the cat, my cat's calling. He's a temple cat, all he does is soak. He's like Carolyn Arnott. God's the Carol Arnott anointing. Just soaks all the time. <laughs> I'm called to be, you know, some people do have the cat calling and they're called to be soakers. Some of you need to do more of that. More soaking and less smoking the red dragon's butthole. Cause that'll really stress you out, man. It's like open feces into the mouth with all the worry, doubt, and fear. You're, you're eating of the manure pile. Sin is a manure pile, the Bible teaches. So you're literally eating feces. You know, you gotta tell animals, don't you? Now listen, doggy, don't eat the poop. Now we're like so mature and we're like human beings and we're all dignified. We're like, I would never eat feces. In the spirit, when you are playing around in the sand, you are eating poop all the time. That's why there's flies. Beezlebub, Lord of the Flies, it's because you're playing in the manure pile. When you're playing in the sands of time and you're not messing around in the fire, you're playing around in a pile of feces. The Apostle Paul, through revelation, he's not trying to be derogatory. He's being revelatory. He's teaching you that dimension is all manure. And the manure pile is only good for one thing. The fertilizer or the pitch of Noah's Ark. The manure of Noah's day, like the days of Noah that we're in now through prophetic wisdom, is what you keep the external realm intact as a testimony. You, they'd go down into the tar pits of black tar and pitch, and you know that's where the kings would fall into and die in, in uh, Genesis 14, which means it's the place of the a realm of the dead, and the realm of the dead is used on the outside of you. It's like a mantle of humility, Jesus coming in the likeness of sinful man, looking like a human being, but certainly was born of God the Father and the Holy Spirit, so it's like total Jehovah sneaky. All of Israel thought he was a man like them. He absolutely was different. When you're born again, you're not a man like others. You're absolutely different. Majorly, and every demon knows it. They just don't want you to know it. But if you're taught correctly that you are as different as Jesus is, and the difference is in the spirit, you can wage the good Christian warfare, as it is written, against the animal curse of your own heart and dissolve your time your time glass into a sea of glass. Woo! Dissolve your heart and have a fresh start. <laughs> Amen, it's joyful stuff. Huh? Serious, yet carefree and joyful. I'd like to welcome everyone to the glory realm. Now, false teachers, they're not teaching from the place of having conquered death in their heart. They're teaching from sand. They're Egyptian teachers, sand teachers. If the heart is intact and not melting down by the baptism of fire, you're teaching them the realm of the dead. You're actually putting demonic feces, religious feces, inside their mouths and their ears, and you're defecating and urinating on them with every sermon and every teaching. 
That's why when you grow up in church or in the religious spirit that keeps the animal or is for the animal, you're actually filled with all kinds of curses. There's nothing more cursed than religion, which is the attempt to be divine by the animal's nature. See, Jesus' cross did away with that. Now you just kill the thing. Amen? Truth and out. You circumcise the heart. You crucify it with Christ. You no longer live the life you live is the river of fire. Easier said than done. No, it's as easy as believing. The Holy Spirit immediately materializes this into everyone's soul who believes it. I don't believe it for myself. Well, yeah, that's why you're cursed. Once you believe, listen, the Holy Ghost wants you to believe the energy of the Holy Ghost, the grace of the Lord Jesus with your spirit to believe the promises. What's the greatest promise? From sand to glass called the conquering of death. Somebody's got to do it around here. Amen. It's not just you, Brandon. Well, it's me and whoever's with me. That's the truth. Anyhow. Amen. And if they're not against us, they're for us because we're incinerating the entire animal heart to have a kingdom age, but it's not based on the heart of man, which is an abomination, an animalic form of the divine with, with shadows and types all the time, just deceived about everything, lying about everything that they think is true continuously because you're not even in the right pool of water. You're in natural water instead of spirit water. You're in natural fire here, cursed, and so does spirit fire here, blessed. So you have to constantly test everything in spirit fire to see if it's God. If it gets offended, if it reacts negatively, if it gets sour, I mean, test it all. I mean, I, I deal with so many thousands of people that think they get into right standing with God through sonship teaching, and you just throw anything at them in the realm of fire, and they're like, they always assess themselves more highly than they actually are because they don't understand the process of melting the heart, dissolving the heart. Jesus' heart dissolved in his chest along the way. The way of the Lord is the melting of the heart until there's only fire in there. It doesn't mean you're going to die. It means that Satan's going to die in your heart. The demonic influence dies. You're going to come more alive. This is a fire of love. This ain't the fire of the devil. This is the fire of the Holy Ghost. Completely different. Because the young Christians, they don't know the difference because they both just look like death to the animal. Whether it's Satan, Satan will come and he'll just give you an option where you don't need the fire. That's the fanatical teaching of, of Brandon Barthorpe. No one agrees with him. He's only right. And no one, he doesn't take any correction from anyone. And the demons will start chirping in your brain of how you don't need the baptism of fire. You don't need that kind of prophetic extremism. And 200 million spirits will come and start whispering in your mind to try to pull you further and further away from the fire. Thanks be to God, I'm not the only person preaching and teaching the baptism of fire. Probably got about five other prophets in the whole world that agree with me too. I don't need any of them. I don't need any of them to agree with me. We'd go all the way, even if no one agreed with us, we would dissolve the curse of death because we're predestined for ordained to do it. That's what we've been doing here the last 20 years. Like, welcome to Joel's army. You know what I mean? People like, oh, we're into forms and shadows. I can create my own army. You see those goofballs. Like, this is a ministry or an organization about a 501c3. Are you even in the freaking kingdom, man? Like, what Holy Ghost allows you to just do stuff out here in the realm of the natural as ministry? What kind of goofball crap is that? Like, we have options here to just go do works. I got the Holy Ghost now. I can go do miracles. 
No, you, you need to go into the fire and burn up, frickin' miracle working animal. <laughs> yeah. Worker of iniquity, which means I got the spirit, now I can do my own thing. That's the greatest treason of all time, which most people get into in Pentecostalism, and then they self-justify. Through self-preservation, we self-justify, which means we grow in fallen angel pride. Most people that get into the baptismal spirit are still fathered by the fallen angels in their brain because they haven't dissolved their animal hearts. I've been to hundreds and hundreds of Pentecostal churches. They're not all bad. There's a lot of God's people in the Christian church, so don't misunderstand me for your lack of mature wisdom. There's a lot of amazing people that love God that go to church on Sunday, okay? I'm telling you kingdom age wisdom for a future time as a pioneer that that stuff will dissolve in the future. It could be 300 years, guys. But I would be a false prophet if I did not speak those things in the future into the present timeline. Okay? This is not all just now instant gratification microwave Christianity. This is going to take a nuclear meltdown and everyone upgrading the programming in their spirit for understanding what the kingdom age is corporately. And people starting to experience the will of God in the fire of God and coming into similar encounters in the council of God, in the seven spirits of God, in the seven stars of God, in the seven golden lampstands of God, in the seven seas of God, and all the things the seven bowls are burning up in the last and final plagues of the Adamic nature that are dissolving in the earth. This is a trillion things, the multifaceted, complicated wisdom of God. This is mature meat for those that are growing in maturity through the fire of God. If you don't even have the baptism of the Spirit, it's not even possible to receive the baptism of fire. They are progressive. Hebrews chapter 6, the Bible says the same thing. Moving beyond baptisms, if God says it's okay, into the training of righteousness. So if you have infants around here that haven't even received the baptism of the Holy Ghost and your teaching of mature righteousness of ruling and reigning in the realms of fire, it's going to just pummel. They're not going to understand one single thing you're saying. You need to go get foundational wisdom. This is for the vanguard of the armies of the living God. And everyone wants to think they're more mature than they actually are. I, I don't know if I'm ready for solid meat for the mature. Listen, man, get on the bottle. Drink pure spiritual milk, which is the foundations of your spirit, that God is love. Put 200 verses in your spiritual stomach. Amen? I mean, it's like having warlords, Genghis Khan, do nursery around here. <laughs> you want Genghis Khan nursery? You need to be more gentle. You need to be more... No, I don't. I don't. I know how to deal with babies in Christ. And I love them. And the fury of my fire is an intensity of love you don't understand. You're not babies. You're adults who have baby spirits who haven't dissolved your animal hearts. So when you get the fire, and you can receive the fire, a lot of people, if they just hate their life, they'll just cling to his right away, be like, just take it all. And we see people like that, especially the ones that come out of the occult. 
who came out of an understanding of darkness and understand how black their heart was. You need that Song of Solomon, black heart, but yet lovely, which means it's redeemable. I can burn it all up. If you can just receive constant correction and constant training in the fire, which is righteousness, I'll burn it all up. But if you cling to parts of your heart, which is your life, holding on to some sand in the tent, holding on to some wilderness in the promised land, Joshua and Caleb are over here. The armies of God are over here. We're over here. We're in this place. But you still got wilderness sand going on in there. It's going to be painful for you. You're clinging to the old. You're clinging to the damned. You're clinging to the dead. You got a snake in the tent, a snake in your heart, selfishness in your heart, lust in your heart, pride in your heart, witchcraft in your heart, sorcery in your heart, all kinds of stupidity, religion in your heart. It's all dumb sin. It's all fallen angel activity. You got to count it all as a manure pile like the Apostle Paul. I wish you were all like me, he says. No one's going to be like Paul. No, Paul taught everywhere, everyone be like me, which was burn up your manure pile. Doesn't mean you need to be an apostle. Just burn up the human nature. Amen? So that you can have a perfect life. The whole point of it is so that you can ascend into the promised land through fire and get all the sins out of your heart, all the unbelief out of your heart, all the doubt out of your heart, all the curse of the fall out of your heart. Since it's a fall, that means there needs to be a resurrection. How are we resurrected? Through sarcasm. <laughs> Through making fun of infants in Christ. <laughs> I've heard it all. I've never heard an uncircumcised heart tell the truth yet. And that's where people really begin to miss it when it comes to technon and weos is there is such a christianity in this earth that values the animal heart as this is your precious life <laughs> this is your precious hourglass this is your precious sand self-love self-preservation and so selfishness is applauded in the horror babylon okay you are actually a fanatic if you start to attack your own hourglass like you are freaking nuts no that's basic entry level discipleship level one not level two level one is the stepping into one fiery stone isaiah chapter six one fiery coal okay so it was here then now it's here in the inner man now because you're in the new covenant so your spirit steps on one fiery coal where is it touched in the door of the heart he came into your spirit, your spirit's born again. Now you and him together in your spiritual stomach as a spirit being, if anyone's joined to the Lord, they're one spirit with the Lord. If anyone's in Christ, they're a new creature altogether. All things have passed away, all things have become new. It is written. So your spirit now begins to partner with the Holy Ghost from that spiritual con conception and union. Can't get any more union than being born again. You'll never have more union than the day you were first a believer. Now together, go back to the joy of salvation, which is return to your spirit instead of this manure pile of soul and self, and then start together to burn up your heart. This is how you go from glory to glory. It's through the sacrifice of your own heart the the pool of blood eating the sand and the fire will turn the sand into glass as fast as you can just be erased in your human nature but if your human nature is valuable to you you've already decided to reject the fire nobody finds their life unless they lose it it is written 
You are holding on to your life and that's what's wrong with you. You are trying to fix your life through religion and mental ascension, mental power, which is sorcery and witchcraft. The power of the animal is only witchcraft and sorcery continuously. Judge Samuel said it best. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as sorcery. Sorcery and witchcraft is all you deal with. Everything in this world is sorcery, stubbornness, pride, and witchcraft, rebellion, and lust. That's all there is in the soulish nature of the human animal. And it's only in the heart. Jesus only dealt with hearts with his tongue of fire, with his flame of fire. Jesus is the fire of God. Jesus is the man of fire on the mountain of Sinai that spoke to Moses face to face. So Moses was so burning with the holy fire, he came down shining as the Lamb of God, shining as the angel of the Lord. Jesus is an all-devouring fire. I know false Jesus ain't, but the real Jesus is. Why? Because Revelation 1 says so, boots of burnished bronze, eyes of fire. That's what the Bible says. Eyes of fire. Just say eyes of fire. I almost believe you. Do you guys believe this stuff? Mm-hmm. We will see. We will see. I tell you what, my hands are clean of all y'all. This is not my job. This is your responsibility to sanctify your own hearts. This is not something the priest does for you. I give you the tools to become a temple of fire. You have to apply it to your own animal hearts, to your own wicked, evil hearts beyond knowing. Genesis 8 says that the, the human heart is evil from its youth, and all the imaginations of the human heart are evil from their youth. Genesis 8:21. So even when you're a child, the things you dream about in your adulthood, you have to give them to the fire. That's why you'd have a different life when you're born again. Your childhood dreams need to burn. Especially the eroticized image of a husband and wife, that nonsense, and what how relationships should work, that has to burn. Because you get into an animal marriage and Pentecostalism, you'll completely miss it. Both of you will never fulfill your destinies. It's just a total waste of time. You have to start in the angelic nature, in your spiritual stomach, out of your belly flows rivers, John 7.38. You gotta go into the eternal part of you, your innermost being, and covenant in the spirit, because God is spirit and those that worship him which means obey him the worship that he receives the service that he receives as the living god has to be angelic if it's not angelic it's demonic there's nothing in between give him your hearts hallelujah people are coming into crossroads this season because fire and true divine love makes you choose this day whom you're going to serve. If I was a lesser prophet and a less mature prophet, you would still have time. I want to press you with fire so there's no more time for you. That today is your last day. Carpe diem. Amen. Tomorrow's not promised. It's biblical. That nobody knows their own future. You have your own imaginations from your own wicked hearts. But unless you're seeing the path of fire through the annihilation of your human nature, you're not seeing correctly. You're not seeing from the realm of fire. You're seeing through second heaven's delusion of fallen angels. All that burns. We drive out sorcery and witchcraft out of these delusional Christians every day. 
They think they're in God. They're actually in the devil all the time. We deal with it every single day of ministry. Second heaven's Christianity is the potent sorcery of Babylon the Great and the Whore of Babylon, which is the whole Pentecostal church. Anyone who has not received the progressive baptism, no doubt about it, they're still under the devil. They haven't overcome anything. Truth anyhow, you overcome by devouring your own heart, heartily amending your ways. This is what the prophet commanded you in the river, John the Baptist. You heartily amend your ways, which posture your heart to be a sacrifice to the Holy Spirit. He will always come if you give him your heart. The fake ones say they do, but they don't because they're clinging to their life because they're fearful, they're afraid. Fear is a covenant with death. Fear of losing your life has to be overcome to become a member of Joel's army. Remember the prophecy sands of time? They'll have no fear of the enemy whatsoever. And if you have no fear of the enemy, you're above the enemy. What is the fear of the enemy? The fear of losing your heart, the fear of death. Are you afraid of death? You're in covenant with the devil. You have to fear the Lord, the beginning of wisdom, which is the burning of the heart, killing the beast, which is the animal heart, in order to start day one wisdom in the fire. And don't be ashamed if you're coming out of Pentecostalism and you just got the mere baptism of tongues. Well, hey, at least you're there. Almost no one on the planet has gone into the fire yet. Not like this. They say it's fire, but it's still the Pentecostal baptism. The real fire is the ascension into the heavenly Jerusalem. Totally and completely different than Pentecostal baptism. A progressive baptism of the knowledge of glory that takes you from glory to glory in true fire. Why is it a glory to glory? Dimension to dimension. Elevation to elevation. Because your angelic nature is taking your soul and your mind up into the angelic sphere. You begin to have a bird's eye view over flesh down below like ants. You walk around Lake Calhoun, you walk around Lake of the Isles, and you're from a bird's eye view looking at ants, literally, out of body, angelically, not in the flesh, because you've not preserved your own life. You've given it to the fire, so you're out of the flesh, no longer in it. I mean, are we eagles or what? <laughs> oh, that's just for the crazy prophets. No, you're born again of the God sperm seed of the great white eagle, Jesus Christ. If you've been born of Jesus Christ, you are a prophetic people. You're born prophetic. Now you got to get back into the prophetic path of understanding all the ways of God through listening and obeying the prophets. Those who honor the prophets get the prophets reward. What is that? The deepest desires of their heart fulfilled, brought about by the power of God. How does that happen? Because you're walking into the heavenlies. You're walking into the dominion of the second heavens, the mystic realm, not in rebellion, not outside the sheep gate, but through the sheep gate into the heavens. There is a place prepared for you in the heavens to dwell in, to have a perfect glorified life in this world. And most people haven't even repented of the temptations. I'm telling you guys, you gotta deal with your hearts. You gotta deal with what's in there and let the junk come out. You're not gonna look good getting delivered. Each step in dimension of fire is another degree of deliverance. Everyone who comes in the fire is constantly 
ever increasingly delivered, which in Hebrew is the name Yeshua, the name of God, Jesus, the new covenant, is a covenant of constant deliverance, not a one-time demon casting out Pentecostal bullcrap. Like this person, we had a real messed up person came in, alcohol, drove out an alcohol demon out of them, and all everyone looks at them and I'm already clean. No, you're not. Your whole church needs deliverance by burning the walls down. Your whole university needs deliverance by burning the teachers down. Burn it all down. I've come to bring fire. Oh, how I wish it's already kindled, which means I wish that you would burn your whole hearts down. I wish you would set your houses on fire. Pour the gasoline of the Holy Ghost oil on your head and then burn yourself alive in the glory. Not valuing your human life, valuing your eternal life. You cannot love Jesus and have a value and a clinging to the natural life. It has to be a burnt offering. You have to burn it as manure. You have to burn it as wood, hay, and stubble. In the hope and belief that there is a life that can't be killed in the crushing of the natural man, which is the hope of the resurrection. You have to do this stuff by faith. It will cost you faith as you annihilate your natural man and your spiritual, supernatural, eternal man comes forth through the burning of the animal of the natural man. You are in the fire of Babylon. Whether you come out depends if you rely on the wonderful fourth man in the fire. He's in there with you. Will you die in the fire for fear? Or will your bonds die in the fire and you come out glorified? You are all in Babylon the Great. Now, those who posture their hearts to Jesus in the fire of Babylon the Great will come out free and glorified. But those who are in the fire of Babylon the Great that are growing in fear, panic, worry, doubt, unbelief, covetousness, greed, lust, they'll all die in the fire of Babylon. Woe to the inhabitants of earth, Satan has been thrown down to you. You are down in the fire. The fire is a deliverer and a judge. For those who have faith, it delivers them. For those that reject Jesus in the fire and turn to panic, anxiety, fear, religion, listen guys, it get worse. That stuff will just cause sickness, disease, they'll run further away from God until the demon just finally wins. You see it all the time. The demon defeated them. They got into something else that wasn't Jesus, the wonderful fourth man in the fire. You get into the man of fire. So how did Jesus come in the fire? The Bible says it's about 800 degrees. It was so hot it killed the guards. So you won't have those guards around you anymore. It'll kill the demons. Satan's an idiot. The things he uses kills him himself. That's true. But it will promote you if you grow in the fire. If you love the fire. Listen. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, there was the living God in there. They were in no rush to come out. They had to be told to come out. They opened the door and they had to yell at him, come out. They were going to stay in there forever. They were in heaven. Hello? Can you be on this earth and be like, nah, I like the fire now. I don't even need a promotion. That's where, that's the place I came to after 12 years of living in the crack house, being constantly shot at, living in the ghetto, surrounded by hell, drug dealers, gang houses all around me, 24-7 shootings and murder, all of that. After 12 years of being here in this place and having such a wonderful baptism of fire, I was like, I, I'm actually good. I could totally live here forever. I don't have a zeal for any 
any kind of increase. I don't need a mansion. I don't need this. I don't need that. I just need the fire. It's at that place of the total melting down of Nebuchadnezzar's golden image, of the idolatry, of the gain of external things of this world, that the angel of God actually promotes you from the inside out. That's when the penthouse opened up. The fire of God and loving the fire, loving the process, staying in the fire. I'll stay here. I don't care how long I got a cocoon. <laughs> this is the real manifestation of God. If I understand the fire that's melting my heart, melting my mind, melting my bones, melting my organs, melting my natural realm, if I understand that as divine love, and I really understand it, I don't ever want to go out of it. So you actually have to be pushed. Be like, okay, and the Holy Ghost, the man of fire, will smile over you because now you're beginning to understand his ways. When you fall in love with the process of the fire is when you get into actual maturity in Christ. Until then, we're mostly grieving, quenching, resisting the fire. Pentecostals continuously reject the fire. I mean, every single day I deal with it in ministry hundreds and hundreds and thousands and I've seen tens of thousands hundreds of thousands manifest terribly against something greater than what they've already had and experienced in their church lives it's just a realm of total freaking satanic pride and the fire deals with the pride and there's no more pride and all you feel is bliss you're in continuous ecstasy and you know there's something more, but you're in no rush to get there because I really am enjoying this level. <laughs> glory to glory is ecstasy to ecstasy, fire to fire, anointing to anointing, bliss to bliss. But if you're in the wilderness of just the down payment of the Spirit and with the gifts of the Spirit, and you're being taught the fruits of the Spirit, but you're in the wilderness of the soul, and you haven't even understood the progressive baptism of fire and righteousness of just getting incinerated in the animal and no longer being conscious of self, no longer needing to protect yourself, no longer needing to promote yourself, no longer needing anything except this fire. That's what perfect peace is. Heavenly Jerusalem is a realm of perfected fire that takes care of you. That's your father. Your father is an all-consuming fire. This is the glory realm. This is the realm where you're fathered in the glory. Father glory means the father of the fire of your spirit. Since you're born in God's nature, your very spirit is a spirit of burning. Your very spirit is the spirit of judgment. You have all the character attributes of your heavenly father in seed form in your new creature, which is in your belly. And you'll be saved by birthing the divine child if that divine nature comes all the way up through the human nature. So you're actually measured of how much you birth. Angels come with measuring rods, like the Bible teaches, and they measure how much fire you've said yes to. They can tell areas that you have said no. They can tell areas where you're just totally delusional and deceived. Everything is measured angelically constantly. And so when there comes to be a measurement of maturity in the fire, the Father then gives more kingdom business, more responsibility, more authority over the demons, more authority over nations, more authority over cities, more authority over governors, more authority over the IRS, more authority over the deep state, the 16 branches, more authority over the Pentagon, more authority over Buckingham Palace or Parliament or whatever. You get authority over the realm of the natural and that's why when Ruth Heflin matured to this place, the kings would come out of their palaces in every nation she went to. It, the, the royalty of every nation, the, par, the parliament, the, the president, she's with the president of the USA. 
This is simply because you've grown your angelic nature into the place of authority of the heavenly Jerusalem, which is the, the permanent ruling facility that Jesus Christ created thousands of years ago for the overcomers. That city is there. It cannot be changed by you, your belief systems, your teaching, your preaching, the new thing you're into in 2022, the worship you're listening to on your YouTube channel or your cell phone. Like all of that stuff does not change these dimensions. These are unchangeable, permanent dimensions in the realm of the spirit. The only thing that needs to happen is you ascending into them and you'll enter in with tremendous humility because you realize, woo! I believed a lot of junk that didn't make it up here. That's why everyone that rises in the New Jerusalem is so humble, because that's the only way you got up here, is just burning off all your opinions of what you thought you knew about God. Now you're actually experiencing God in the fire constantly, and you can laugh at everyone down below. At them. <laughs> and like this too. <laughs> you know, a little bit more vicious than that, but I don't know. There's a gentleness here tonight. <laughs> Yeah, like an evil dictator in the glory. I like the evil dictatorship glory. Yeah, how, how dare you call God evil? Man, you can have fun as you rise from the dead because you're knowing him in your heart. This isn't some formal suck-up anointing where the animal hasn't died. You've grown in union through your freaking soul being incinerated. I think we're closer than a football team. I spank you, Lord Jesus. I spank you, Lord. Amen? Yeah, we're closer than a football team. You need to get over it, man. Totally obnoxious how religious we are with the formalism and stuff. It's just all that stuff's going to burn. You know, the, the fire of God is freedom fire. It's wild fire. I wish everyone was half as wild as Jesus. There, you would not have politics on Twitter. Guys, yeah, seriously, these are all people who believe in Jesus. Have them, you know. You, what you'd have on Twitter is continuous signs and wonders. You'd have continuous demonstrations of the glory realm. You'd have overcomers speaking of the ancient wisdom that never changes, the language of God the Father's glory realm. Is it throne room? No, it's it's a throne like a sea. It's an expanse. The Bible says, I wish that you were in a Jerusalem without walls. This is the Jerusalem without walls. This is the eternal dimension of the overcomer. It's an encapsulation over the earth of glass, of fire, a firmament above and a firmament below with glory all between. Come on now. And you're learning the secret stairway in the sky for your angel to be there in an invisible mountain made visible by the dissolving of your Adamic nature. I wish that you had eyes to see, eyes of fire that see the mountain of fire. The Holy Spirit is visible to those who have grown in their spirit. The Holy Spirit's invisible for those that only see by the flesh. The Bible says, buy and purchase eye salve that you may see, which is have your eye sockets burnt out of your skull so you stop judging unrighteously. You know what the fastest way to stop growing is? Being critical and judgmental of divine things. Oh, I don't know about baptism of fire. I mean, I do. Here it is. Heartily amending your ways with abhorrence of your past sins, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy or fit to take off or carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and ice. Okay. 
<laughs> Fire! He will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and another baptism after that. Fire, which is the glory. Shekinah. He'll baptize in the Shekinah. He'll baptize in the light. So you get spirit, which is speaking tongues, which is if your spirit can stand up on the inside to posture you to begin entrance into the glory. So once you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you're postured, your inner man stands up, uprightness of heart. It's a character quality of Christians in the Bible. You're upright of heart. Why? Because you've postured your spirit to stand up now and to walk up with Christ into the glory. And when the glory comes up into the heart, you get the blood, the fire, and the billows of smoke. So Joel's army is an army, that's from Joel, of people who have realized their new creature in Christ as a spirit, and it begin to burn their heart with blood. Where's the blood? The heart, pumping in the heart. Fire and billows of smoke. Where do you get billows of smoke? The burning of the human heart. In the spiritual dimension, you'll get natural signs and wonders of smoke all the time as you go from glory to glory. We've seen it a hundred times, supernaturally and naturally. Is because you're beginning to burn up your hearts. This stuff is more real than you could ever imagine. It's in the Bible. The baptism of fire, his winnowing fan, shovel, and fork is in his hand. He will thoroughly clear. And where there is a thorough clearing, there is great glory, great light, it is written. Thoroughly clear out and clean his threshing floor and gather and store his wheat. So there has to be a burning, a clearing, and a threshing in order to become wheat in the barn, which is to live in heaven. Hallelujah. Demons don't like this stuff. They're like, I am not losing this host body. There's not very many left like this one. This demon, this host body is precious to me. Come on, you guys. Get the devil out. There's no question that everyone here needs tremendous deliverance. And that's not a derogatory term towards your immaturity. That's the hope of a future fire and glory of the celestial dimension. Until you're completely and totally celestial and will begin to see that shining through with joy through all the layers of your soul, not based on external circumstances, which is false joy, based on worldly things happening to you. That ain't God, that's Satan, come out. But the joy of the overcomer who's burnt up their heart that is an impenetrable river of fire on the inside of the soul. So your weather system of your heart and mind and brain emotions are not based on outside things, but is based on the cross of our crucified Lord inside, which is the fire of God and your heart is pierced. It stays pierced and it's widening the bandwidth through the animal heart. And eventually your heart will dissolve like Jesus on the cross. But I mean, it'll be such a wonderful ecstasy for the first 20 years before that, you won't even know that it happened. <laughs> Truth in it. The way of the Lord is joy, jubilee, exaltation, ecstasy, then rapture. John 2020, it is written. 2020 vision, amen? You want 2020 eagle eyes? The way of the Lord and the burning of the animal is joy. If it's not joy to you, it's because you love your life and you're an antichrist. You've chosen the demon. 
It is a joyful thing to kill your carnal nature. Those that react negatively to it is because Satan's still their father. Satan is the father, father of the animal form, which is the lie. Those who love the lie of the animal form, their father is Satan. Do Christians get fathered by Satan? Yes, big time. That's why they oppose Paul in all of his epistles. That's why they got into crazy, crazy immor immorality and sin in the first century. Crazy. <laughs> People hate the fire. People hate the father. The animal hates the father. It doesn't like him. It despises him. It rejects him. You have to come to the conclusion of what I'm telling you is absolutely the truth and then have a fortitude of dissolving this Adamic nature into the fire because all the fallen angels are imprisoned inside the animal soul. That's written in the word. The uncircumcised heart and the soul is the house of every unclean and foul and detestable bird and beast of the field and creeping, crawling reptile. Book of Revelation is written. So all the demons in the fall of Adam live inside the unburnt soul. That's why you're constantly delivered 62 times in Psalms. Yeshua, deliverance, 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 deliverance. Glory to glory, fire to fire is a constant deliverance of burning off the Adamic soul, which is the housing, the animal nature of every single fallen angel. 200 million, I heard their number. Hello? That's the best thing you've ever heard. That is the full understanding of the curse of the fall. <laughs> And all of it gets destroyed by overcomers by the burning up of their brain and their heart and their bones and their organs in the holy fire of God. That's why there's resistance to degrees of fire as it pressures up through the heart. I've been doing this thing for 23 years now and the higher the level, the bigger the devil. It's true because you're dealing with celestial stuff in the higher dimensions. So I deal with 23 year old higher dimension of glory to glory stuff that's way up in outer space second heavens it's written in the word that stuff is so much bigger than the stuff on the earth it's like a completely different species you know remember one third of the angels fell so every size and rank of the kingdom of the angels came down including the archangels one third of the archangels fell too guys so those ones are in the celestial realm those are called dragons it's written in the bible now red dragon don't look at me like that. <laughs> so you're dealing with red dragon stuff in the second heavens in the celestial realm. You're, you will have to be at a level of sacrifice of your soul to be in angelic form like Archangel Michael that wrestled Satan. And your spirit is what energizes the archangels by you conquering elevations more than conquerors through Christ who called you. So your spirit is partnered with angels. And as your spirit rises, conquering the soul and the mind dimension of the fall of man, your angel armies will get bigger and brighter and stronger and you'll amass armies. Jesus had armies with him. Ask of my father and he will give me 11 legions, eight legions, six legions, however many legions of angels that I need, myriads of angels. You've come to heavenly Jerusalem of myriads, which is countless, beyond counting, trillions. Amen. And so these angels are assigned to your angel. If you're living angelically, you're with the angels. If you're living carnally, you're with the devils, the carnal angels. These are demon spirits of the carnal man. 
But if you burn up your heart and join the spiritual nature of Christ and his company, you're going to get spirits of love. You're going to get spirits of miracles. You're going to get spirits of signs and wonders, ministering spirits sent to help those inheriting salvation. Come on, somebody. Amen. You're going to get more and more angelic power. And with an, an, without angelic power, there's no rulership. Forget it. Because the workers are the angels at the end of the age. Hello? So Jesus Christ said in the Bible, the workers at the end of the age of the overcomers will be fully, completely, and totally angelic with no carnal ability. So if I'm still looking at carnal ability Christianity, I just know they haven't even begun the baptism of fire. It's, it has a form of godliness. It's a Pentecostal. It's, it's cool like church age stuff of the wilderness where your soul's still intact and you haven't dissolved your animal heart yet but this stuff is probably a total offense to those goofballs and it is goofy it is goofball christianity it's not maturity it's very little demonstrating god and it's mostly you using the things of god which is not image bearing of god it's not original design or even close to the garden of eden they didn't do any of that stuff in the Garden of Eden. And you're being restored to perfection, perfect covenant, which is Garden of Eden. People in the wilderness, they get caught up on works and building ministries. You're as, you're as worldly as secular businessmen. You're as worldly as the lovers of self. If you're caught up in to worldly working Christianity, you're as worldly as anyone else who's an unbeliever in the world. That has nothing to do with the kingdom of heaven at all. The fire of God is the entrance into the kingdom to learn God's ways that are what? Higher than your ways. A higher way. Amen? I don't want to be a worker on the earth. I'm not dying in the church age through Pentecostal gifts. I'm going to be ruling and reigning from Jerusalem with the river of fire that annihilates Babylon, Daniel 7. It is written, When I saw the river of fire, a greater maturity, when I heard a voice say, Come up here, the end of the church age of the Laodicean church of Revelation 3 and the voice said to me come up higher 92 year old apostle John oh I think by then I might be mature he's like you're a baby come up higher into a dimension of ruling in righteousness of the fire of God that his generation would not walk in but ours 2,000 years will that's what we're doing here. Get a vision and understanding of the main purpose. You're a soldier in the army of faith and fire, and you're learning how to walk up into heaven by the destroying of the Adamic nature that's in our animal hearts. Amen? And it'll get real. Well, how do I make this practical? Believing every word of the prophet. Then you get the prophet's reward, which is the same measure of fire, which is riches in the glory your real treasure house, that you value the spiritual treasure that creates wealth more highly than your stupid bank accounts. Idolaters! Repent and value the treasure of spirit. Amen. More highly than the natural realm, or you will certainly die. You have to value the word in the rich treasury of glory and start to build up the treasure house because you can create a new planetary system if you get a rich treasury of glory. You can create a new economic fiat, a new central banking system. 
I think something greater than the Rothschilds is here. Something greater than crypto is here. Get a life. The kingdom dimension of the treasure house of fire is in your bellies. You could create anything here. The kingdom age has riches beyond imagination. Treasure the word in your spirit and create economies. I have given you the covenant to create economies, it is written. Why are you working in the devil's economy? Because you're faithless and you're working by the animal. Go into the realm of faith and work by the angel, declares the Lord Almighty. And the heavenly Jerusalem will create for you possibilities that were never there. This ability is already in your spirit. Grow your faith. Amen. We have to. This isn't optional. God is closing out the world system. And if you're worldly, it'll feel like the end of the world for you. It's because you're worldly. Get into the kingdom. That world is just beginning. The world of Babylon is ending and the world of God is beginning through the mature ones who will reign forever from heavenly Jerusalem, says the Lord. Then you'll actually root for the destruction of Babylon. Amen. Tear it down. Burn it down. You'll be laughing at the whole thing down below. You'll be laugh laughing at everything at CNN, Fox News, Breitbart. I don't care what the dumb Republicans are saying on Twitter today. Dumb Republicans. Animal politics. I'm not a part of this world system. It's so stupid. And it needs to burn. Donkey. Elephant. All of it. Hyena. Wolf. Lion. Eagle. Burn them all. Burn the raven. Burn the crow. Burn all the birds, burn all the reptiles, all the beasts, all flesh and blood. Burn it all down and you will see the eternal realm of the sea of glass. You have to have that kind of resolve in the fire. For the fire is creating a realm that cannot be destroyed. The realm of the kingdom will come to earth through a people with this level of a resolve. But if you value the junk out there, you're a part of the problem. Burn it all. Amen. And the fire will be your teacher. Have a personal, intimate relationship with the man of fire, just like Moses. You're on the same mountain. Sinai. No, Zion. Moses and the Lamb, Revelation 15, standing on the mountain of the Holy Ghost. Amen? You have that mountain in you. Burn in it and on it and through it everything. And the whole world of Satan and his angels and the unburnt part of your soul will die and you'll be set free from Satan. You have to overcome. Blessed are the overcomers. You're going to have to face all the demons of your sins. This isn't optional. An overcomer has stuff to overcome. Everything in your pool of blood, you will face the demon of it. And so one frog or one reptile, one flying bird or however high and deep you go in the annihilation of your heart will just discourage you. I can't defeat that one. Well, that one only comes out with a little fasting. That one only comes out when, with a little more revelation, with a more, more revelating. That one only comes out with a greater prophetic wisdom. Some of the stuff you'll need wisdom, major wisdom, building seven pillars to just burn out seven mountains of animal manure piles. Amen. That's all the world is. That's all Babylon the Great is. Don't value any of it. Value the kingdom of fire in your spirit 
and that stuff will begin working for you. It'll try to get underneath your fire to be liberated from the curse. <laughs> Amen. You're not working for money. Money is working for you. You're working for God the Father's glory and fire. Get a life. <laughs> get a life. Repent of your idolatry. Repent of your natural man. Get into your spirit man. Develop eternal things. Idolatry is the worst sin. All sin in the Bible is under one thing, the golden image, the image of self, of building up and holding up the I am of self, the I am's of Satan. Well, it's not the I am's of Satan, Isaiah 14, it's the I am's of you. I am wealthy by what I've done. I am um, perfect by being doing this. I am, I have, and no one can boast before God, the Bible says. So that I am is the soul nature that you're dying to. And you're facing all the fallen angels that encourage the I am of soul to fight the I am of spirit. They'll actually come to you and say, I am that I am. I say, no, you're not devil. You're a lying demon, serpent. And we're going to totally destroy you from the face of the earth. Amen. The serpent will no longer speak when we get a people fiery enough in their spirit to shut his mouth up. Amen. The beast was only given a very short time to speak, which is 6,000 years. And God's eternal realm is very short. I know for all y'all, it's like 72, 120 if he tarries, blah, 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 Moses garbage. But in the dimension of fire, 6,000 years is that, it's done. I mean, it was like God blinked once. There it, oh, it's over. They're all back into the glory. All back into the fire. The flesh is totally sealed inside the fire. It will never speak again. It's true. The overcomers are just overcoming the voice of the flesh with the voice of the spirit, the voice of the fire, the voice of God, the word of God for the spirit to be built up stronger than the flesh, stronger than the heart, stronger than the animal, stronger than the beasts of the field, stronger than the birds of the air, all of them burnt up, annihilated inside the lake of fire! Woo! Somebody's gonna throw them down by conquering in the glory crown. It's on your angel. Now just prove your royalty to the world by faith in burning up the animal race. In Jesus' name. And we'll see you tomorrow. Amen. So a seed into the fire of God. Partner with this ministry. What's perfect? I'll tell you what's perfect. Tithing out of the increase of your house with the understanding into this new covenant Levite ministry. This apostleship of heavenly Jerusalem. This is an apostleship of the promised land and until everyone is built up into the celestial realm through the path of fire we got a lot to learn about finances and all this stuff the least you can do is start sacrificing out of the realm of the natural as your spirit and your body go up in fire because you will prosper you will have increase and if you use your increase and prosperity of God's fire for his kingdom there's no cap to it and you'll never have loss you might have battles you'll wrestle stuff the enemy will oppose you you'll face your own lust and greed and pride but it'll all get burnt out of you if you value the kingdom of heaven 
and its priests of the Melchizedek order that are serving you the fiery coals of God's throne from God's heart into your spirit every day to build up your spirit, build up your treasure house, and for your angel to get stronger. Therefore, it burns through your brains and your bones, and therefore your marketplace gets stronger angelically. The businessmen at the end of the age are angels. Angels. You're not going to be doing business as usual. Business as old. You're going to be doing business angelically. 11 out of 12 tribes of the manifesting mature weo sons of God, of the eternal Israel of God, of the angelic sphere of the heavenly Jerusalem are businessmen who do business angelically. Amen. We need angel business. You are an angel. If you identify as anything else, you're totally deceived. Burn your animal heart so you only see your angel, and that angel is your favor in the marketplace. Listen, I'll tell you some truth and some deep secrets so you can deal with all the businessmen that did it illegally and got up like sly serpents up into the second heavens. You understand this stuff. They use the angelic realm as sorcerers to make money. You have a better deal with Jesus Christ in the New Covenant as being fully angel of God, son of God. You can surpass their angelic covenants uh, that they've made with the devil in Freemasonry, secret societies. So many of these businessmen are Luciferians. It is straight up sorcery and witchcraft and dog eat dog out there. But you don't play by Babylon's rules. Go into the kingdom and get angelic, get fiery, and play by God's rules and conquer them angelically. Grow in wisdom. The Bible says that wisdom has all the wealth of the world in her hand. It's true. So if you get wisdom, which is annihilating the animal, and get stronger as an angel, you're guaranteed to prosper in God's divine righteousness in the marketplace. Gangbusters. Gangbusters. You have not tested this on a level yet of mature wisdom in your angel nature. This is your future. Going after your angelic abilities in 11 out of the 12 tribes, I'll deal with the Levites, I'll deal with the full-time ministers, and I'll deal with the businessmen. We have authority from God to deal with all of them as an arch son. Archangels, arch sons. We create the arch of heavenly Jerusalem as an arch son. So we have an arch over all the 12 tribes to help all of them come into maturity. That's my office and I'm walking in it every single day. You guys can come into a maturity in your angel nature that is far beyond anything you can imagine, expect, hope, or pray for by the dunamis resurrection glory fire working mightily inside your spirit. Now the issue is, when you're tempted in your heart to hold on to the old, you burn it and create room for the new. If you hold on to the old, you die with the old. It's the old man, the grave clothes. If you tear off the old man as the new man is a creature of fire, you make room for the new. You have new abilities, new prosperity, new favor, new streams of income, new doors of opportunity. How do the doors open up? I tell you the doors of prosperity and the doors of the kingdom, the doors of this world open up through fire rising in your heart. There is mature doors as your spirit rises in your heart. Doors will materialize before you in the realm of the natural that you can just effortlessly walk in because you've matured your inner man. This is how it works. This is how true promotion works in the new covenant. Fire to fire, burning up the false attire. Amen? Burning up the false fire. Burning up the animal. Living as an angel. What's the cap of the angel? 
If the baptism of fire is the last baptism, it's for the eternity of the eternities, which means ever increasing radiance and splendor from your spirit in all directions, because now you are the morning stars, the sons of God. You have found the eternal dimension of growing in God in the fire. Your radiance has no cap. Now just burn everything up in Jesus name. And we'll see you tomorrow. Amen. <laughs> Amen.